When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's, anything goes on this, mate. He just fucking says topics. Anything goes when it comes to hoes. Hey. I'm the kingpin when it comes to... Remember that? Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Know. I used to love Eight Mile. Snoop Doggy, I've got a motherfucking boob job. Dr. Dre, 2001. D.R.E. It, it was just Eight Mile, really. We were talking about them. But yeah, all right, God. Yeah. 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 Everybody yeah. in the 314. Yes. Hey, it's all about M44, mate. Don't worry about that. No, M44. he said man didn't have his hands up. This free world's got you gassed up. Now who's afraid of the big bad wolf? One, two, three to the four. One part, two part, three part, four. Hi guys, welcome to Full Time Devils. This is the podcast. We are back. I'm Adam McCullough. I've got Andy Tate to the left of me. And on my right, I've got Mr. Webby and of course, Jay back in the house as well. It's the international break. It's getting close to being over. Guys, you had a good break? Yeah, uh, relaxing. Took a bit of cricket. <coughs> Went down to Wales last night. Uh, look, I'm looking forward to Saturday. You know, not really. Well, well, well let's pause there because yeah. you said you went down to Wales last night. Yeah. You were hoping to see Dylan Levitt make yes. his debut. He didn't. Um, he will do soon. I'm yes. sure, probably the next international break. Um, but you saw Daniel James score a well the other goal. His fourth goal of the season. Yeah, he did well. Obviously, he stayed on for 50 minutes. Uh, obviously, it must have been planned with the clubs. Come on, Bale, come on for him. Did well. Could have had a, another couple so of goals. So what you're saying is he kept Bale on the bench. Well, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you're saying Daniel James is better than Bale. No. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> basically, the kid did well. He's carried on and he's probably been our best performer so far. And like you were saying before, people was having a go that was signed from the Championship Club. But I'd like, I like all that. The people who are hungry. What a fight, you know what I mean? Not just coming in for the money, you know. And he's a nice kid. I managed to... A little chat with him last night, real nice kid as well, down to earth, no airs and graces and long may continue for the club. He had a difficult time as well yeah, when he joined the yeah. club, which is, mm. you, we kind of look at footballers as robots and untouchable and all this and that, but, you know, losing a parent for yeah. any young lad is going to be difficult whilst you're making that transition and no. it must be quite hard for him um, to have done that, but he's kind of hit the ground running and it's good that United kind of has this social backing and keeping that family kind of feel going. Um, how was your international break, Andy? Uh, yes, spent a week in Spain, Malaga. So I was, I was watching the Southampton game. Did anyone catch Andy raving? Uh, I did rave. I did rave when I sent it through. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I, I said, a, I said a bit after the game. We should have Nothing. got Andy to record a travel vlog. Well, he did his IGTV video. I'm He's propping it. up our IGTV single-handedly. Andy. Just wasn't. Well, very, very disappointed with um, the result. Twenty minutes to go, and you get ten. Ten men and you put on Matic, so I was like, "Oh God!" I was in the bar. I was like, "Another, another Did double, another double match, please." Up, but we was we was talking about that because I was over in Norway with Wes, and for me, it wouldn't have been a bad thing that he brought. He nah, wait, wait, Matic. wait, wait, wait! You dropped that name. 
<laughs> it wouldn't have been a bad thing to you've seen it before in other games that they've took these kind of defensive players off now he wouldn't have been happy he's come out on social media and a few other uh, idiots we've got there having to go directly at the manager can you imagine that on the Fergie they'd be bombed out now they won't play again you know he's making his comments about if it goes wrong yeah I get where you're coming from I know you tweeted something about Maka, but I looked at the whole thing and I think was it as bad as it was made out I don't think it was, was bad. Was it him just saying, say like, it, that's the manager's decision, he lives and dies by it, I'll just do my job. What struck me, mm, I'm just... And I know players are arrogant and all think they should start every game. Yeah. But Matic, sit I down. Don't, I never, I've never really thought of Matic as a problem, as like a he's problem. He's not a problem. As, you know, like, he just seems to play, get on, even like after Mourinho left, he was one of the few that like, when he was pushed, was like, I'm not going to get into all that. You know, we we'll just move forward. I don't. I don't know. I just. I. I didn't think it was as bad as was. He was made basically out by saying the manager's going to live and die by his decisions, yeah, which whether he picks of, yeah. me or not. Which I, I get. But then, on the other hand, Matic, you were awful for a lot of last season as well, and you're part of the reason your manager got sacked. And like, you know, just shut up. <laughs> Why say it in the first place? Uh, you don't need to say it. Is you got, you're getting kept out of the team by McTominay. Maybe you need to look at yourself mm. first. I mean. I, it pains me that after uh, you remember we had that midfield three when we, we were winning under Ole of Herrera, Matic, and Pogba. MPH. And it was like Matic was like the weak link there, wasn't he? Really? Do you know what I mean? Even which was then, a good weak link. Yeah, which was a good weak link at the time. And now it's like obviously Herrera's gone. Matic's just not even. Remotely and it's not that he's anymore. an awful player. It's just players' age. It's mad because when yeah. we signed him as well, his first few games. I'll always remember the game he played. Yeah. Obviously, he's not. It wasn't playing for United. He played uh, up at the Etihad uh, against Torre. At that time, was probably one of the best midfield players in Europe. You know, as we're saying. But Chelsea win the game one 0 go to win the league, and he has Torre in his pocket all game and thinking what? Because don't forget, Chelsea sold him, didn't they? Soon Mourinho come back, they bought him back. The previous manager sold him, got rid of him. First thing he did, Mourinho at Chelsea was getting back, and virtually he was one of the main cogs in winning the league. And unfortunately for us, it's just him have gone backwards towards the middle of last year. We got him just at a, the wrong time. Didn't yes. we, I think. I mean, he, well, he's not been terrible for United. I know he's not. He's still here, and he may well have some, you know some more good games for us. But I, I think Chelsea use that him. money for Kante as well, pretty much. Don't, don't, don't fucking don't tell me that. Goddamn. I know. <sighs> International goal, break's goal. been... Yeah, definitely. There was a, there was a thing I liked from seeing from Matty this week. You've seen him waiting for Ronaldo. Yeah, man, with his kids and that. You yeah. would want your dad to like... Imagine your dad played against Ronaldo and you never got a picture with Ronaldo. You'd yeah. be like, Dad. You know what I, mean? I think that's the closest you got to him on the pitch. I watched a bit It was a good game, game, that 4-2, isn't it? 4-2, yeah. Uh, good game, you know. Did half right, Portugal, you know. They've been about to... When the finals come around, they've got some good players. Obviously, the kid at Setter. The kid we should have signed. Uh, no, did I? Uh, if you if you catch, if, by the way, if you catch me and Jay just looking over at the camera, <laughs> like really worried, it's because we're just checking to see that Nick can still hear Webby, because he's just like yeah, yeah, like like, can, like yeah, the mic's like yeah. yeah. Can you Mike, wait a minute? Tell you something now. <laughs> hey. This mic's in my way, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I watched the Holland Germany game. That was a good one as well. Four uh, two, four two, four two, yeah. four two for Alan. That was a good game. There's a game tonight in New England. Play tonight. Well, it, it, well let's not say tonight. No, no, no. no that's another point I'm making. Is people might be like, oh, international break. Yeah, yeah. So when uh, it's unrecorded, it, because of uh, it. Is the game being played at Southampton? Yeah. And why? When that's good. 
Yeah, but I'm not bothered about why they spent all this dough and why did it affect the teams who go down to the FA Cup semi-finals if they're that skin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they've yeah, got yeah. a chance of making money tonight. Can they not sell out? What is it? That's like, a better point. What's that, sorry? Like, if they can move an international game... Why can't they move a semi-final? It, why oh, can't they just, why can't they just play all the England games at, there, at the yeah. Wembley? Yeah. The thing this is, is as well, so skin and we the, the affectionate skin. No, like we've been to semi-finals and we've been lucky enough to win semi-finals and go back for the final. But if you look at these clubs who could never probably get to an FA Cup final, for me, well, look at Watford last year. Yeah, you know, you're going twice. You know, it takes it out of you. It does for me as a United fan. Okay. I don't think it's the whole. Yeah. You. Wembley. You're buzzing the semi-final. You're buzzing aren't you for the final to go down there. But I. I know it's I, only a lot as well I not only live round the corner and all that, but going Villa Park for semi-finals was, was amazing Absolutely. for me. Yeah. When I think that. back to Watford 4-1, I had, a, I had one of the best days of my life there. It was a weird game. I don't know if Kieran Richardson got booed, which is a bit strange, but <laughs> I loved that game. That 4-1 was amazing. Yeah. We were doing the old players on the left, players on That was buzzing. And then Villa Park 2-1 two, two, against Arsenal. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was really that was a great. Yeah, I was, was going to say the uh, Ruben Istrobo one, but that was that, against that was Villa. Villa in, in, that, in, that was the third round. round. The third round. I actually watched that the other day. Uh, Sunday night was seven o'clock live on the BBC. United took the ground. It was mint. It was unbelievable. Mad, it? There's a little bit of a uh, pitch invasion. I was there, son. I was there, But obviously, the best one. We used to always get tickets to to Villa games in the away end or in the United section because we knew someone that worked for the Villa ticket office and before they sent the tickets to United they'd give me and my dad ah, one yeah. so ah. I skipped the ballot for them ones which don't let Sam know uh, I don't well, do ballots he doesn't work for them anymore uh, obviously the best one for me was the gigs <laughs> the birthday night 14th of April 99 just what a night like saying we've had some great times at, at Villa Park semi-finals and against Villa there was one when we won 1-0 with Scalzi scoring yes and it was absolute murders outside the yeah. ground that day Phil Neville in midfield was yeah. it yeah Phil Mint unbelievable <laughs> yeah they beat him because Arsenal were the, were the top dogs when was that 2004 yeah is that the Roy Carroll Roy Carroll that one I can't remember I just remember Scalzi scored in the first white shirt when they would have when they would have was that Invincible. the Invincible season? Yes. Even though, it, you know... And also, though, I've never seen so much trouble recently outside the stadium than I did that day. It was absolute carnal. That was following on from the league match where, where, where Keone at the end when we missed the pelt because it was, it, I'm not it sure. was bubbling from that. Yeah. Sure. I think you might be right. Yeah. All these Arsenal wars are all over, the, like scattered in my head. You know, the good old days when yeah. it was an asshole with top dog. Pizzagate. Good old days, yeah. Pizzagate following season. But it's been going on for years, I think, back to the... Remember the remember the fights you used to have on the pitch back McClare, in the day, McChucky and Winterburn. Eh? Oh, I can't remember that. I was a yeah. bit young then. <laughs> what was that? 87, 89? 79, man. I was even born in 79. 79, my dad went to, against Arsenal. They were 2-0 down and he left the yeah. stadium and uh, United sure. pulled it back to 2-2. Yeah, well, but but this is what's annoying me. kick, they won it. This is oh, what's yeah, annoying me. You know now, you know, when I was going to say our era, I'm obviously younger than everyone here, but the you people that have seen like me. the people that have seen that Premier League era yeah. say United and Arsenal with a proper battle in the Premier League. Yeah. But now kids are growing up thinking City and Liverpool are fucking up, dogs. No, you have got to look at the longevity of it because from night what was it ninety six to two thousand and four, only United and Arsenal won the, the Premier League. They only won three as well. Exactly. So if, you, if in ten years' time you're looking at the Scouts and City have shared it between them for the next ten years, yeah, fair enough. You can talk about it, all right. This is a story rivalry, yeah. but the minute it's been, you know, the Scouts have never won the Premier League, <laughs> and City, <laughs> and City, and City have only just retained it. You can also yeah. look, look in those days. 
There was big characters on the teams. Keane, Vieira, you know, where, there's none of them about now. You know what I mean? You're not going to see Fernandinho and bloody, I don't know, James um, Milner fighting in the tunnel, no, are No, no, no. Before they're, the game. No. Do you know what I mean? That, that rivalry yeah. now between them two all started when they when Liverpool attacked the city coach and it sort of spiralled you know out. Now, I, I think it came from the need for City to have a rival as well. Nailed it. Nailed it. Who's City's rivals? United and Dov. Right. End of the list. United have got Leeds, Liverpool, City have got United. So and then United have had Arsenal and other stuff going on. But historically it's been those three. I wanted to City say, wanted that. To say something, because there's been a lot of talk about Kino, you you mentioned Kino then it just triggered it in my head during this international break that video of Kino and Neville and it's got like three three million views on YouTube it's done quite well. Um, Neville was a lot quieter than he was when he was with me. I watched a longer version. Maybe maybe, maybe, (laughs) almost as if yeah, if you're not as quite as intimidating as when I came. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's quite happy to tell you to quieten down a minute. Let him finish. Kino was Kino, wasn't he? He told the truth. Even when he was leaving United, did he? Did he he tell the truth though? Because I found right. I don't to be all the geeky and all this, and I love Kino like everyone else. But there were contradictions in that. He said, "I've not spoke to Fergie since I left." But in other interviews, I've seen he spoke to Fergie, his, his manager book. at Sunderland, and, and he got he got Johnny Evans off us and and a few others. So there's little things like that where I think he's been a little bit. If he's misremembering or he's being disingenuous, whichever way you want to look at it. But Fergie has done that with him as well. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, I, and I think like the whole thing about I know this is going to sound ridiculous, Webby, and you might and you might remember this, Andy. You might be a bit young, but the whole Darren Ferguson thing I think was a bit unnecessary. Yeah. Because like Darren Ferguson came in for a dozen games when we had an injury crisis, did the start, a job, and the start of the, the start season, of the season yeah. and we, you know, we were the two, first, exactly the first season of the Premier League. Premier League. I'm not saying Darren Ferguson was a mid play, he wasn't, but he did a did job. The cross for a did Dublin three points at Southampton, first three points of the season. Do you know what I mean? We was Thank you. Yeah, I was there. Do you know what I mean? So you know I mean? it wasn't like Fergie said, "Oh, my team's struggling. He's shit, but he's my son. I will chuck him yeah. in." I thought he was half right. He was, he was half right. Mean? So you're not me a Roy Keane, is he? Not me no, good as him, but he did a job for exactly. And then to say that, I thought was no need. Throw his wife in there, and it was a bit low. That was a bit low. That that you know, was low. Do you know why, what was well why, low? What? You've got, there's got, you've got lots of ammunition without going. Get your wife. Oh, your son was shit, and your brothers are dodgy. You know, and you don't have to go down that route. In my opinion, I just man. think now you, you got to look at like with what happened to the boss last year. I think he's got to give your he head a wobble. You know, phone asked, him up. He got asked about that, didn't yeah, he? Well, well, you know, when he was he had the Ill, yeah. Ill, uh, the health scare last year, did you think to call him? No, no. You know, I just thought that was perfect. I think that's. I'm one of these people that. With that, I, thought, I know they've had a big relation, they should. But I feel like if you're not friends with someone when they're alive, don't Fair pretend enough. to be when they're Fair dying. enough. I get like, where you're yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, coming from. I get where you're you know, like from. That. Yeah. So I kind of get that. I get it was a bit spiteful, which like I tweeted at the time, think of the kids. Like, yeah. just think of the, just think of us. Like, yeah. just, but just take yourselves out of it and like used to achieve such great things together. Think, yeah. You've given us exactly. so many good memories. Yeah. It's like watching your mum rip into your dad. You, you nailed it. They couldn't have done it without one another. They couldn't have done it without one another. Yeah, oh, but absolutely. But I feel part of it comes down to the fact that the class of 92 are lauded when Kino did as much, if not, was more important than them. I think Keen, I think you might have even tweeted something about this, Maku, and I think Kino's mentioned it as well. This whole brand of the class of 92. I don't know, like, let's not, dis- I'm not disputing what the Class United 2 did, it was phenomenal, all came through at similar times. But bar Beckham, Beckham scores and gigs, Keno was better, like, a yeah. better footballer than but, all of them. The and reason, he was more important yeah. than a lot of those as well. He can't, you know, what was it, 12 and a half years, captain us for what, seven of them or whatever it was. The guy was a phenomenon, not just, not just like the, the 99 season, but 
so many seasons where he was like the best midfielder in the Premier League, like standard. That was just him from like ninety five onwards, probably ninety six onwards to to about two thousand and two. He was the best midfielder in the Premier League. We won countless trophies. You know, ninety eight we didn't we didn't the reason we didn't win the league in ninety eight is because he got injured. Okay, it was Done at, Leeds, at Leeds. Yeah. Leeds crucial. Yeah. When Harlan made the yeah. mistake of standing over him and giving got him, him back shit. for that, didn't exactly. He? So you can't just dismiss Keane. He was a, an amazing player. Webby and Andy, you might argue. I was a little bit young to remember Robbo at his peak. So for me he's the best midfielder I've ever mm, seen. He's Roy really Keane. Yeah, it's just the best well, midfielder. My dad shouts yeah, my dad's the same. Robbo eighty four is the best Scenario with Robson and Keane. Robbo virtually carried the team. Keno had great players all around him. Yeah. Robbo never. He had the odd two, Moses and then Wilkins, and they have a duck egg on the left. You know what I mean? So Robbo carried our but team. There's one goal what sums Robbo up against. He's against West Brom. He wins the ball in the edge of our area. 20, 15 seconds later, he's edited into their net. You know, that was Robbo. And obviously, he got a lot of injuries, especially for England and United, and we did suffer. We could have probably won the league with Robson in that team because he got them going. But... He was out for too long. He's he's done his collarbone in every eight five eight six four months or something, and it, yeah. we lost him. Yeah. And without Robbo, we could have been. It's doomed. mad because you, you know you right. I look back at some of them games and you look at some of them like the free free Anfield. I was watching that the other yeah. day when yeah, right side with that tackle on McMahon. Some of the other end. Yeah, some of the players. Colin in Gibson that. got sent off. That's what I mean. No disrespect to Colin Gibson and players like that. Gordon Strachan, Gordon Strachan equalising with the cigar as a scouser. You see him on match of the day in the cut like that. Well, well, this is the thing, like, yeah, going to start a good player and all the rest of it, but you look at some of that team and you think, you know, not the strongest team. Do you know what I mean? Well, you look at Keno's team, other than maybe 2000. But I do think Keno really was important team. in terms of, like, Keno was the manager on the pitch. He kept everyone in line, he kept the standards high. He kept, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and not only that, and I think people forget just because he was a bit of a mentalist, like, flying around into challenges and he did Harlan and. He was an absolutely quality footballer. He could pass <laughs> the ball out from the back. Earlier on, when he first come from Nottingham Forest, he was box to box. Yeah. Um, I know you say that. Like I remember him popping up in the box, scoring goals all the time. And then he dropped a little bit deeper and allowed poor goals to kind of yeah. drift further forward. And I thought he was incredibly underrated as as a player because of how good he was as a captain. Like people say sometimes, ah. Oh, he couldn't lace Vieira's boots, and I think, what are you saying? What? His touch like, was mint. It's 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 his it's touch mental. was mint, and he could pick up. Did we pay for him? Was it like three, three points? It was a record at the time, yeah. wasn't it? I remember his debut against Sheffield United. He scored two. Do you remember? Right, I'd say once we were in Altrincham, right? Me and my mates were fourteen in Altrincham. Macca, I've told his Macca, and we saw Lee Sharp and Roy Keane, right? Just shopping in Altrincham. It was like fucking hell, Roy Keane and Lee Sharp. So we ran over, and mate had Keane on the back of his shirt. His Irish mate, black United shirt with Roy Keane on the back. Lee Sharp, I got him to sign my ticket stub. Roy Keane looks at his and went, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off with you. Right? To all of us. And I was laughing my head off, right? My mate had Keane on the back of his shirt. He went, look, look, Roy went, fuck off. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's a few things there, a few things. That's right. I was like, wow. And we went to the club at Kills, you know. So I'll stay in my mind forever about Keane. Great bloke, you know, very, very dry, you know. Yeah. But obviously when we've been at Dews and he's been there, he's... Still all over the old players, Maisie and all them players, and he's still got time for him. He does quite a bit for Norman's charity, Norman Whiteside's charity. I've always wanted to interview him, but I feel like it's a... Uh, Mate. Which, because I feel like he's a, he might... I feel like he may have this persona, and it may not be true, but then when you see things sometimes, you think, maybe it is true. Like, yeah. how would you... Like, 
have you not, ever interviewed him when no, you did radio? No, but it's funny because he got, um, remember that taxi driver accused him of assault yeah, thing yeah. and he got not guilty, then he? he got acquitted yeah. and um, took trigger for another walk. They had to go, he was at traffic magistrates, wherever it was, yeah. town magistrates. And they were like, we're gonna have to go and report on this. Like, so I'm gonna have to wait outside court and see if Roy Keane was, uh, it'll speak to us. I think I rang in sick that day. I was like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I had report went, and she like, she just said to me like, Roy, you know, have you got any reaction? He just ignored it, he didn't say anything, but I thought, nah, I didn't fancy that one. I man. do remember, you know I mean? it was a reserve game um, after the World Cup, 2000, 2003 season. Mm. Mick McCarthy was in the stand at Altrincham and Roy Keane was uh, downstairs. And you could actually, me and my dad's like, fucking hell, you could, you could sense the tension. Oh, yeah, you're finding a, each other, but fuck, the, you're like, whoa. United, he, one day you got some great pictures from that, by the way. Come, I'm, I'm going to send you some pictures, but just look at some of these pictures from Webby when he was like, the ones with Zizou. Oh, you got one with Maldini. Hey, yeah. like, you didn't have, what, what was your exact job role at that point? No just, comment, you don't know. Security. I was right. full-time security yeah. in charge on a non-match day at the yeah. training ground, so I managed to get it was part of the job. So, like, before a European night when players trained on the pitch... I had to go back would... to the hotel with him. It was normally the Marriott up in Worsley, and I wasn't allowed to leave until their person said, we're happy, you know, and then it was back the next day, and then sometimes to the airport after the game. So, a European... Champions League was an absolute nightmare for me for three days. The day before the day of the match and then the debrief. And then if it was home again at the weekend, it was just an extra week. But I've m managed to get in a few places. and have a You get where places. water, can't you? Correct, yes. Correct. <laughs> but going on about Kino there, we was at a do a bit ago. And obviously, he's very... He let on, like, obviously, remember from the United days because there was a few times I was with him when he was on the booze. Uh, and my mate who had been at the charity do... I'd, auctioned and paid for something and said can I have a picture of Roy and this look on his face it's like he wanted to kill him he just gives someone like 15 grand in from the auction and Kino was growling at him and it's, mm. that's just Kino when he puts that perspective do you want to go and interview him it's like if, if I you know saw him, him he's my hero yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be able to stop that excitement but then it's like you scared Kino what kind of mood is in? Yep. Can I have a, the old saying? Don't can I have a yeah, picture? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Because like, he's old school in yeah. it. Like, maybe he'd be more open to an autograph. He'd be like, "All right, yeah." But, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I wouldn't run up to my camera out. That's for sure. Yeah, that's, I remember. That's a decade when it's happened. We did a Q and A once with Lee Sharp, and I brought up that story about the time I saw him watching him, and he said he'd seen Roy Keane recently, and they were at a hotel, stood outside the hotel chatting, and a guy came over and went, "Excuse me, sorry to interrupt. Can I just get a, a picture with you in the background?" And Lee Shout was like, yeah, whatever. And Roy Keane was like, no. <laughs> and the guy was like, right, sorry. And just walked off. So he's like... <laughs> we've got a few questions. I know we've been reminiscing a little bit. Uh, ask for some questions on the podcast today. Uh, Snake Ip Sam, our mate, says, is there any light at the end of this tunnel? Or are we as really as shit as it seems? I think there's light. Might take a bit of time. Yeah. You know? It's, it's the... It's the speed of the rebuild, isn't it? It's going to take time, mate. You know, it's... Are the boards willing enough now? Now they know what's going on. I'm willing to give Solskjaer a couple of seasons, but will the boards, you know, you know, it's it's an hard one, you know. Do what, do, the thing what got me over the summer, we all knew Lukaku was leaving because it was obvious he didn't want to be there, training at Anderlecht and doing yawning on bikes. But as soon as he left, we should have a replacement ready. Mm, now, exactly. Don't get me wrong, I want Greenwood to shine, but he's 17 years of age. Look at the other week when Martial didn't play injured, 
Don't wear bare bones. And I'm thinking, watching the match, can we... Have we got anyone who can step in now? Who's the next one who comes in? It was the, the young kid, is it... I forget his name now. Number nine who plays for the 23s. And that's more pressure on the kid. We should... Solskjaer should know from his days at United, the four, Ole, Tedder, Coley and York, you need four. Is that... Is, was that not... A one-off though. That yeah, because people no, talk I about. I think that. in a one-striker system like we kind of have, you can get away with playing with having three. Yeah. But the problem for us is Rashford plays when Marshall plays. plays yeah. So two of our strikers are playing yeah. at the oh, same yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Um. So that is an issue. But I agree, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I agree. The problem for me is <clears throat> I don't know whether I, I can't say whether Ali's the man or not because I don't know. He needs time. He needed more players in the summer. Yeah. He'll need players in January in the window. Will he get through to that window? That's the, is the other question. Yeah, and that's a good Andy, one. What about yourself? I'm going to say, I, I've heard the Ollie Out Brigade, and I think they're, they're a pathetic bunch, even if it's a small minority, because I'm willing to give him time. I'm, I'm willing to back him. I'm not going to turn on a club legend. It's like everybody wants to see some action, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rebuild. This month is critical, I admit, because we've got... That's seven big games. Could you imagine if we lost to Rochdale? Could you imagine that? The shit storm it'd, it'd bring. But no, we've got to stick it and back it and ride it all through. And there is light on the end of the tunnel. Because you've seen how, how promising it was in the first two games of the season. And if results and uh, decisions and people took the penalties right... We would have been on 10 points out of 12, maybe even 12 out of 12. You know what I mean? And if Go you, some if you, bollocks. If you like XG... We should be second in the league, apparently. Yeah, someone was saying that. I was seeing that XG stuff that goes... A lot of it goes over my head. Um, That was... Here's a question that... I don't know if this is going to cause riots. Jay McQueen says, favourite Scottish team. Why? Why would you... (laughs) Aberdeen, because of Fergie? Yes. I'll say Celtic, because if I don't, I can't go home. Uh, I... When was it... Was it... It was... was Testimony, was it against Celtic in 94? Ryan was it Giggs. 94? Ryan Giggs. In, oh, 1994. No, no, I was only a kid. 93, 94, was it? Celtic. They it, trashed Manchester. No, who was it? <laughs> Remember it? 94, was it, oh, who, it? Someone had a, a testimonial. Was it right, Mark right. Hughes or someone? Somebody. Bruce, no, 94. 94, 94. Anyway, I ended up... It's a pre-season, remember it? No, no, I went to a... I remember what I was... Scottish team, You've always gone on about Cowden Beef. Um... Anyway, I ended up in the Celtic end at Old Trafford Mark for a friend they were all right. Yeah, yeah. 16th yeah, thank of May, you. 94. I, ended up I don't a... know that. I'm just searching it. I was only five at the time. I chipped in. Well, I didn't have a choice. All the Celtic fans grabbed me and went, come in with us because I didn't have a ticket. And then like they were all out with me and I had a bit of a soft spot for Celtic after See, that. Like, when I was a really young kid, because like, my family from Ireland supports Celtic, but when I was a really young kid and they were watching the old firm games, I'd be like, oh, come on, Rangers. Just to like get a little bit of action in the house. Oil. Just, yeah, yeah. just but. Now, obviously, I'm a little bit older. My, my uncle's passed away and he used to love Celtic. Yeah. I always look and think, go on. But you look at it now, though. You, you remember, like, when all the money was in the Scottish football and Rangers had, was, was like, Sinus was a manager and they had Loudrup and Gascoigne and his, you yeah. know, and Celtic and it was toe to toe. That was good, yeah, when it was. And then all the money went out of Scottish football and then, like, Aberdeen a few years back was, was quite close and then dropped at the end. But you know, now it's going to be Celtic or Rangers. And for me, and what they played to her four times now. Yeah, I think oh. so. It's gone Scottish football, mate. There's a good point. Um, and look at the result last night. I can't remember who you know. said it on television, but it was in regards to the, the price and accessibility of football. And obviously in Scotland, they had their issues with, you know, 
poverty obviously we have that issue everywhere in every country in britain but also like because scottish football is making so much less money Mm. and people have to pay 50, 60 quid an hour for football pitches and that. It's harder for, for young Scottish lads to play football. Yeah, I saw that in the Totally hear point. that as well. Um, let me see some more questions. Aberdeen was, yeah, Ab Fergie at Aberdeen was amazing though, he right? He built the, the, the fame in the, in the old fame, didn't You he? know when Fergie came in, this is what I want to ask you, yeah. did you guys, I know you, know you couldn't have expected what was to happen, but in 1986 when Fergie came in, after you'd seen what he had done at Aberdeen, were you happy were you excited? Yeah, you got me excited. But if you look at it, under Big Ron, we was basically a cup team. You know, we'd have we'd yeah. win against Liverpool. Look at Big Ron's record against Liverpool. It would probably no one would have better it. Yeah. But we get beat against Norwich, against Leicester City, Derby County, and that's what that's what you look at the 1985-86 when we won the first ten games, and then obviously we drew the eleventh one to get the record. But what people forget that year, Liverpool had won nine out of ten. I was only two points behind us, you know. So we finished fourth but under, that season. But, but under Fergie, when Fergie come at him, you you thinking I was at his first game at Oxford, you know, the, you know, building up what he'd done in Scotland, and then obviously I remember he was getting beat by Crystal Palace at home, and then it was all going to Nottingham Forest away in the cup, and we we announced it as Fergie's funeral on the coach, and it's the best United away ever. So being at him, we won one nil. Mark Robbins scored, and it was a noisy. If you ask a Forest fan or any Red who went to that. It's the best away they've been in in my life. Because we went there, we were getting beaten. I think Jim Hill said something, obviously we was at the match, but he used to tape it then, didn't you? And he said, United looked beat in the warm-up. Because we had all injuries. And Forrest was a decent team at home. And we won 1-0. And then we went, went to every round that year. And we'd gone to Edifin in the fourth round. Clayton Blackmore, when it was all flooded. We got to Newcastle away. We won 3-2. Danny Wallace, belting game. Then we beat Sheffield United away. McClare, 1-0. Sheffield United was a good team at home. Then the semi-finals against Oldham, you know, after Liverpool had been knocked out by Palace, great day. You know, Liverpool was the early game on BBC. We watched it in the West Indian Social Club. <laughs> My granddad, God rest his soul, uh, with his yeah, boys. Great game, 4-3. And then you're buzzing going into the ground. And Oldham was, had not to, in other cups, was a right handful. And uh, we drew three all. I think Roger Palmer got the equaliser. Who Roger Palmer? Got the and then we won the replay and it was great and then you're thinking would we ever win that league under Fergie we was always someone that held us back from big run we'd always like get carried away with a cup run and then we'd only be two points behind Liverpool or someone and we'd put all our eggs into the cup basket because the FA Cup was massive then it was, mm. it was a big it was, a, it was a, like it was massive still when I was a kid because I remember what you know Adam so 94 was the first you know one it, I can remember do you know when it's for me it had gone once you started playing all the semi-finals there once he started changing the stupid name to the sponsors and that put that five o'clock kickoff. No, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that is. You know what it is as well. There's much more televised football. Back then there wasn't. Yeah, you had four, five, you had four channels. Five channels came later. I remember when Channel Five came. It was woo, free porn. And um, <laughs> but I remember when we had four channels and the FA Cup final. You get the build up from. You get football you focus. Look, you get the camera from. Remember when it coach. used to follow the coaches and all that yeah. kind of build up was different. It was like the even though your team wasn't in the final, you'd watch the full day. Mm. Oh yeah, because yeah. it was mint. We all did it as kids. Mate, do you know what makes me laugh, right, Webby? You said to me, you say about coming to podcast. You said, remind me, memory shocking. You just gone through every single game of United's 1990 FA Cup run with the goal scorers Jay, like Jay it was Buck, yesterday. Jay Buck, you know, in football, I can tell you Mate, who, like played, who scored. Mate, you asked me to the day afterwards. You, you BBC, 
We, we have done a lot of reminiscing today, and I know people are tuning in. It's been a while since we've been talking United. Obviously, Leicester at home this weekend. This comes from Lipo. Um, how many of their squad would improve our oh. squad? I was talking Good to question. a lad downstairs about this before. Um, and he put Evans greater <coughs> than Lindelof, question mark? <laughs> don't start with this shit Johnny again Evans. when he's fucking out. Right, Johnny Evans. Right, Johnny Evans. Right, yeah. He was a good player, but he went towards the end. Okay. come back. All right, let's right, not get right, stuck right, on this right, debate right, again. Right, sorry. Their midfield, apart from Pogba, every one of them starts. Yeah. yeah every, Leicester's team, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spot on, mate. Indeed, I'd say Chil- Chil- <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd say day. Chilwell over, even if Chilwell Shaw over Shaw. Yeah, I would, yeah. mate, I'll be honest with you. Um, he's put here, I'm not questioning this, Schmeichel over David De Gea, question mark. He's not said that either, he's put a question mark. On current form? I can't say because I haven't really seen Leicester much in terms of their goalkeeper, but... I think you'd probably argue that Schmeichel's probably more reliable at the minute. I think Jamie Vardy. Would no. you take Vardy but as then, one of our three? If you've not seen it, go and check out the interview we did with Laurie Whitwell Ooh. from the Athletic. Good but he that. mentioned that goal wasn't actually could could be looked at and not a mistake. The Palace as a goalkeeper coach looked at the goal we conceded against Palace right. and said it weren't a goalkeeping right, error. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, right. so you're gonna blame with these Pogba eyes though. Right. It was a goalkeeper error. Vardy getting our team over Martial. Uh, no. Uh, if the sun's shining, we're tuning up. No, if it's raining, we're getting beaten all day. He does. He does. If, if, you know, if, if Vardy would get a United player, does he start? Does he start though? I think you could start Vardy and Marcia. I tell you what, you could get so Vardy in January. It won't be a bad buy. Hey, won't be a bad buy in January. I could, I could see three of them starting. Yeah, I thought it very strange him turning down Arsenal. That's no disrespect to Leicester, by the way. I found it very strange that he, he actually turned the team like Arsenal. You know I don't though, think he did. I think Leicester are just in such a strong position that unless you're coming to them like we did with 80, yeah. well record fee for a defender, then don't have this to. This is go. the thing people forget that Leicester have actually got not loads <coughs> of them, but they've got money. Yeah. They're not skin. They've got a, an owner who's quite rich. They've got a good sort of setup there. And I think, obviously, there was a time when Vardy struggled, didn't he? You know, he's mm. found his sort of home at Leicester. So I sort of understand that. Lots of people asking about... Um, <laughs> so I've Declan Rice is their name. I'm sitting out of that one, mate. Oh. You're on your own there. You, you carry on under that bus. Right, Jordan said, under. has Dan James already made that left-wing spot? Here's, let me finish these because quite a few questions on Dan James. Rayan says, should Dan James just move to the left and let Rashford play on the right? Um, Webby obviously saw Dan James in action internationally. We've spoken that briefly. How are we feeling about Daniel James? I love him. <laughs> he's, he's a, he's a one of the players of the month, definitely. The player of the I month? Ju- I yeah, just yeah. don't think he's got that fear, does he? You know, I just think that he's looking upon life and football. He's had a great move. Money's not the motivation. And he's going and he's enjoying it. You know, it must be a right. All of four day five. What would we give to get on that pitch Saturday? Yeah. We'd give everything. You can't celebrate he's living a goal. our dream. You know, when he, I watched him last night. I have scored a goal. Do you know what? I knew he was going to say yeah, that. Yeah, she yeah. said that. Hey. Gee, and for me, mean? I'd play him on the left. All, I'd, and then obviously we, that could give like one of the two the break because if one of them gets a. Have we got a thing here though? I think he's more suited to a game at home against Leicester than he is at home against Palace. Yes. Because of the fact Leicester will leave gaps in behind. Right, right. They, will, they, they, they will come and almost not respect us. Yeah. They'll come and try and play their game. Yeah, and yeah. Try and get football, like get goals. Brandon and that should style. leave gaps yeah. at the back for us. Which is... <laughs> I'm worried by this game against Leicester, but it doesn't worry me as much as the Palace game. 
Busby Babes Norge says, Ask United Webby about Tromso, mate, with a wink and a. Very good, yeah. Very good trip. <laughs> very expensive. Uh, but when you're rolling great, with. Great people. Who, 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 who are you with? Where's Brown? <laughs> just, just, just great people over just, there. Great little town. And he's, o- he's over there on loan now, isn't he? Is it Barlow? Eddie Barlow's on loan and reserves for Tromso. Oh, yeah, he's doing And he well, scored that weekend. We were there. Did you we go to the, the match. No, we were going back. The match was on a Sunday. Lovely setter. But you need to take a load of bugs, buddy, mate. 17 quid a kebab. My head fell off. You, you you went all the way to Tromso and had a kebab. I never had one. Uh, experience no, of quid. <laughs> no, lovely setter. You had a kebab, Wes Brown? Yes. Go. go on, Wes. Exclusive. Getting stuck in. Exclusive his... inside info here on Full Time Double. If we were OK Magazine, that would, that be, would be the be title. European Cup winner. Wes Brown eats a kebab. I'll have to send you the videos later. Of Wes so. Brown eating the kebab? No, no. I'll show you later. <laughs> I'll show you later. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, it's uh, nothing bad. It was just in an airport video with me, Wes, and Vicky O. Uh, Vicky O. Vicky filming it. It was uh, quite funny. You'll enjoy it. Right, good, good stuff. Um, good Paul says, "Will Ali makes next summer, so he gets the two more transfer windows he needs." So he well, points out that he feels he needs. I feel that, that despite the worries I have, and we've been saying this for a long time about Oli, if he don't get the results, that the, the Glazers or the owners or whoever Woodward will pull the plug. I think the fact that we've got rid of quite a few players might buy him a bit more time I think that keeps them happy the fans are obviously on board with him so I think he will be a yeah I do to the summer and get the summers that that he wants and needs oh, hopefully yeah hopefully but like you're saying results I'm not sure yeah, nah, I know results it's, it's, I'm not make board think you know years ago you can see certain managers look at Fergie and we'll give him a bit more time we'll, we'll give him a bit more time but and then but can you can allow it nowadays with the money what's coming into, into the club you know I was saying the other day Jay Someone said to me, an old boy who, who's been going for years, I thought, I fancy this year, we're a relegation battle. Now I remember going down to Millwall, and we, Danny Wallace scoring 1-2-1, 89. And if we got beat that day, we were going into the bottom three. Manchester United into the bottom three. We won 2-1 away you third you out then? I was too daft for in and out. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I... See, 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 this is the thing, like, I was never... Like, this is why people get on to, like, people tweet me like, oh, why aren't you on Ollie's case? And I, I never, ever used to come out and say, sack Jose Mourinho right now, please, right now. I'd come out and say, oh, I think his manager was a bit shit or that game was a bit yeah. shit or whatever. Like, we're in a position where we go to games, we're fortunate enough to go to games. And when I'm there, I want to see us win. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if it's... You get to the point, I remember you did it on a fan cam once where you like, I'm not going... I think it was Van Al. You'd had enough. No, it wasn't. It was Moyes. And you he said, I'm not setting foot in that ground when he's got, manager. You got me digging outside Goodison <laughs> and then he, he sat to me the next day so it fucking sucked. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Webby. Like, I ain't going again till yeah. he's gone. <laughs> and he went, the Grim Reaper got, yeah, but the thing was is that <laughs> we got a football and we've got no divine right to win any match. But I've been lucky. I've seen some great players. I've seen some great teams at United in the 90s. We all have. And it hurts now to see someone address what had been pulled over three or four years. And it's been absolutely... And I've walked out of games bored. I've become the snake champion of the world under Van Gaal. I've got to number one from four. We used to do a quiz. We were doing a quiz out United, we stand. You like, know, and right, think, during the game. Like, when people were joining around us. Like, you know, it's called... That was when we United. had, like, pictures of people balancing coffee cups. Yeah, yeah. Keep, you know, to keep your mind ticking over because it was Ross Parkinson says... And uh, do you believe the Edwin rumours? So for those that don't know, there was a rumour going around in the last week that Edwin van der Sar, 
who's currently CEO of Ajax, is close to becoming our director of football. Betting was suspended on that, which could could be many reasons. It could be the fact that they've had a big stake yeah. on that, so they've pulled the market. Just the puppet. Or it'll it'll be just the puppet. I feel like it's just another brief and nothing's going to happen. Well, do you know what? Looking at there, he's over there. He's back home. There's no pressure on him. They sell all these players and every year they win the league and produce more players. Why does he want to come over here in his current standard? I know what I'd do. Personally, I'd stay over there. But it is Manchester United. That's no disrespect to Ajax. But this should have been done in the summer or two summers ago. Not halfway through the season when we, there's a bit of pressure on the manager. I just think that it should have been done, whether it's Van der Sar and talking Darren Fletcher wanting a bit ago and other people. It should have been done. But it hasn't been done. So I don't, I don't think, think it'll happen. Uh, I don't think it'll. Don't we'll ever get a director of football in because he's, he wants <coughs> to be in the limelight himself. Woodward, that's it. He, he wants, to go, you know, nothing about football, but he wants to be the centre of attention. That's it. I don't think it's a case of attention. Although I do think when you make comments such as no team can do what we do, you, you're kind of asking for that. And he, I have no doubt he loved the kind of, you know, that the Twitter figure that he became at some point. I have no doubt about that. But it is like every time there's a convenient briefing to the press and then nothing actually really happens. I'll tell you one day when you was interviewing, it wasn't you, it was Huddersfield away in the cup and Gaz got me. Yeah. And had been in the director's box, me and Mickey T. That plant pot signing shirts. He's got that name now. He's signing shirts. Why was he signing United shirts? But listen to this. Chris actually cut the bit off when I've gone, I'm talking and I've gone, he's walked past me, Woodward, kids come over and I've gone, Look at that plant pot signing them. <laughs> Who are you? And then Chris actually cut it there. What's he signing United shirt? Did he score an hat-trick for us at the new camp away? But it's like um, all these, Fuck. a lot of people Nelland. obviously have become more aware of what the Glazers are doing now recently, which is great. I love that. I remember when I went Wolfsburg away um, and we were by the team hotel and the Glazers were there. Some United fans were asking them for pictures. Oh, well, and my head fell didn't up. Didn't that in I was thinking, year, I was thinking, how the fuck are people, you asking them for pictures? Said people I'll, said that happened last year against, against Barca. Always, they were getting pictures. I always remember one thing. Barca, what what, what, what just like summed it up for me: the state of our fan base is that when the green and gold come out, and it was with the t-shirts, the scarves, the hats, the socks, everything. This lad's come down past me in my seat in the West End. He's got all the gear on, the bobby hat, the scarf, the glazed out t-shirt, the shorts, the socks, the trainers. He, he looks a right clown. Got in the kiosk and give him 30 quid. What's all that about? You know, you you want them out, so you hit him in the pocket and he's done the meal deal three times. Yeah, I can... See, I'm a hypocrite because I hate the Glazers, but I still have a season ticket. I look at it in the sense that... And Gary never puts this great in his book. I do agree with some things that he says. Honest. He says this in his book that I will always support United no matter who the players are, what league we're playing in, who's in the director's box or whatever. <coughs> and I, I kind of look at it that way. Whilst I know that pe some people can look at you and say you're a hypocrite because you're putting money in their pocket. But I don't ever want to stop going to the game. No, you can't. I do when I'm gone. Yeah. And that's the difficulty that you have. Are you then... But then we know that if we don't go, someone else may go. Of course, yeah. Exactly. So it's almost like a catch-22. No, I'm with you, Mac. I was there long before the Glazers and I want to be there long after they've gone and, you know, my dad used to take me. I started taking one. My missus started taking me, oldest daughter. And, you know, it's, it's something I've, I've always done all my life is support United and I always want to do that. And it's like, for me, personally, supporting United means that. 
means going to the game and, and getting trying to get behind the team. That's not so Jay I'm isn't not, saying you're not a fan if no, you don't go no, to the game. No, that's just for me. It's part of my being a fan has been has been going yeah, to and the rest of it. I'm not knocking people that can't get there or don't. But that's but what it is for me, and I think I'm I'm like a bit like what you said with Gary Neville, whatever. Why should I stop going because of them? I, you know, I was here before they were. I'll be here after they've yeah. long gone. But I can still close to my heart. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If, if and when they maybe go, maybe I'm a hypocrite. If and when they go, and I hope to God it's in the next maybe five, ten years, you will we'll find <laughs> out what they've taken and what that club is, the state they've left it in. They will. I think the club is in such a position where because it is run as a business very, very well. Whether we like them or not, whether we like Ed Woodward or not, what they are doing as a business and as a commercial front is very in terms of bringing in the money. So I, I always think Manchester United will will always make that kind of, you know, will always make money. I do because we're in that position now. We're <coughs> almost like the New York Yankees I or whatever. Just, I just where, worry that because of this lack of success we're having on the pitch, eventually it's like almost like a Ponzi scheme. The money's going to stop coming yeah. in and they're keeping taking it out and it's going to sort of catch up with us if we're not yeah. careful do you know what I mean it, ca- it ha- can and it is look how Manchester City are pulling away from us and that is down to not investing when when we sold Ronaldo for a world record fee when we were back to back Champions League finals when we were winning league titles just before Fergie's gone that was a result of that but we'll, we'll be here all day yeah behind the scenes it's a car wreck but they'll never show it we're moving so we're on gone. anyway to what was it? Wally of the week. I am Adam McCullough. Yep. Because we've just been waved up. Time's ticking. Um, Wally of the week. This is hard to pick one out. Um, Boris Johnson. Bit Jeremy Carbon. We can go there. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> Yeah, you can say whatever you want. If you, if you, if it's Bo- you know, Boris Johnson's your no, one. I'm just sick of all that now, you know. <laughs> I've had a, I've had a, I'm, I'm, they're not thinking for anybody, they're just thinking about themselves. That's how corrupt they are. Fuck the Tories. Political manifesto. Um, Fuck Labour. Wally, Wally of the Week. Are you a to, Tory, Andy? No, Wally, I'm, not, I'm, I'm neither. Wally of the Week has got to be from the Ashes match. Yeah, no, you, no, he's, no. I'm not knocking at all this. I'm not getting into the cricket thing. It's only because I'm he not, should have never I'm left that ball when we're six wickets down. Josh Butler, you don't leave the ball like that. Son, put a bat on it. We take him to the Oval starting next week at one-one. There you go. I'll, I'll, I've never been a huge fan of cricket, as some will tell by some of my tweets. But in 2005, I was doing my GCSE, so I had a lot of time at school, and I watched that Ashes series, and it made me, it made me love the Ashes. Yeah. And I've been watching this series as well, keeping an yeah. eye on it. And dropping Smith as well a couple of times when... I don't well, know if they dropped well, him, but they could have got him out a few times well, when they didn't. And then he went on to get yeah. 200. And then machine, it, mate. Machine, game Um The wet wipes, the wally of the week, is those people that were actually upset by him do, putting glasses on and celebrating, saying he was taking the piss out of Leech. Grow up. Well, There's a lot of wet wipes. You can't celebrate, you know what I mean? <laughs> you scored a goal in the eight and a half minute Old Trafford, Dick Dan James, and you can't celebrate. Yeah, my, uh, can I, my, my Wally of the Week is um, Tony Evans. Who's that? He's a writer for The Independent, and when England won. What's the headline? What's the headline? England won 4-0, Kane gets a hat-trick, Sterling bags his seventh in seven games. What's your headline got to be? 
surely England are smoothly cruising to Euro 2020 qualification, Jay. Oh, that's not going to get them clicks, man. Come on. Let's Rashford. throw Marcus Rashford under the yeah. bus for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> other than to get some clicks. But do you remember when it used to be Raheem Sterling? Yeah, and that was the problem. And then, and then, and then, no, but this is what pisses me off. All these pundits come out. Oh, yeah, Raheem Sterling, great for speaking up. I'm glad someone's finally done it. It's great to see Fuck Raheem off. Sterling coming out. But then those same people every week want to talk about Pogba and uh, Rashford in certain ways. Exactly. And, 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 and I hate the way they act like Raheem Sterling changed. Like, oh, he didn't change. He just, just every The public outcry got so much that you had to start acknowledging you were bullying him and He's always being been the same. He's al- yeah. He's always been a boy that paid for his mum's house. Fucking that is a joke. dream. Imagine being able to buy your mum a house but then some pricks want to criticise you for it. Did you see the video of H this week dancing, telling all the haters to do one? <laughs> if you haven't, Raheem Sterling should have done that. Um, Wally of the Week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on. That's a good Wally of the Week. I gave mine, didn't I? All right, sorry, yeah, Andy. I'm going for Jeremy Carbon. I know. I'm not getting all political, but it seems a bit of an odd one, considering the mess that Johnson's in. Why, Jeremy Corbyn why Corbyn? Be Prime Minister, to be real with you. So he says, but I'm saying, saying Jeremy. All right, all right fair, listen, listen. It seems like we found a Tory amongst us, guys. Yeah. My balls are Tory. <laughs> right. <laughs> On that note, this has been Full Time Devils. Nick is going nuts at the back. Calling me a wanker, I think. Wouldn't it be the first time I've been called one of them. But I am one, so who cares if it's factual? Um, thank you for watching Full Time Devils. Make sure you're subscribing on Audio Boom, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Um, like and comment and share and subscribe and get your thoughts in, in the comments. Get your wallies of the week in, in the comments. If you've got any questions for the next one, get them in. Have you got anything to plug this week? No, obviously, back to normality, isn't it, for us? So, previews, watch alongs, fan cams, all that stuff coming up for the Leicester game. Keep it locked. See you Saturday. See you Saturday. Sports Social Podcast Network.